soul. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. Those who know, know. It's been a long, long Why not? Time. This song is dedicated to my homeboy, Tom Kalspeak. Like I think we should celebrate people that were born in the 20s. It's been long. <laughs> How are you, Nick? It's good to see you this morning. I thought you were gone forever, man. I was, I was crushed. You know, people <laughs> come into my bus and they just leave it whenever they feel like it. I should just lock the doors. Why are you back? Well, Greg, you know, uh, first of all, I'm really, it's good to see you. Really happy to be back. And uh, yeah, the, after my, as you know, my internship ended last week, but mm -hmm. the station uh, hired me for the next few weeks, at least wow, to, continue, to, continue, to, to continue the show. So that's good, yeah. man. I am. I'm good to see you. You know, I don't, um, I, I don't like people that much. So whenever I, I, I find people that, uh, that I can actually, they can tolerate me because I'm insufferable sometimes. And uh, I and the same thing happens back. I don't like it when they get out of get off my bus. It's not good. So I was pretty uh, I was vexed last week. Ah, wow. oh, dude, am I going to have to get to know somebody again? Yeah. <laughs> like I have met most people that I want to ever meet. I don't I don't want to add new people to the roster. Like I'm, I'm done. You know, I'm glad that you're back. Well, I'm glad too, Greg. And then it, I'm, I'm happy to continue the show with you. Uh, it's exciting. Oh, thank you. That's good. That's good, man. And then. Somebody moved my cheese again. Lex is not here. So I have to meet this new guy now. Jacob. Uh-oh. What's happening, Jacob? How are you? What's going on, Greg? Thanks for having me. You know, usually Saturday morning, I'm either in bed or on the golf course at this point of the day. So this is a bit, a bit of a new territory for me, but I'm happy so to be here. So we have two less things in common. I am never in bed and I don't golf like 
Jesus, Lex. You see? Lex. <laughs> it's all Lex's fault. You know, Lex started a terrible, terrible conversation with a lot of people last week when we discovered that he his oh, yeah. in-depth knowledge of uh, inflatable dolls was far more than I was equipped to handle on a Saturday morning at 8 a.m. But you see, when you have some liquid courage to help you endure the day, cheers, everybody, whatever it is that you're doing right now, whatever it is that you're drinking, wherever you are drinking, if you are hiding from your wife in the garage, pretending to do something, um, I, I see you, man, I see you. Now, if for whatever reason... Uh, you don't have good reception on the radio. You know that you can always listen to us live on Saga960.ca. I think that's the website. Is, is that the website, Jody? That is the website, Saga960.ca. So don't be a slacker. Don't, don't find a reason to say, oh, the reception wasn't good. Stop it. Just stop it. You know, I need to, I kept talking to, you know, Jody about putting some new sound effects on my board here, but I, they don't listen to me. Nobody listens to me. Not even my kids. <sighs> I was telling the uh, my crew here before we went on air this morning that this has been an interesting week. Oh, by the way, it looks like the weather is going to be nice. Do you think it's going to rain today? Is it, it going to rain today? Is it raining? I think it's tomorrow. I think it's going to rain tomorrow. Oh, if you're a Maple Leaf fan, it's been raining for 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> 1967. <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. Sorry. Jacob. They should just shut down the organization. Like, just cut it out. Just give up. Stop. Just stop. You need to get rid of your all your, you know, maple leaves paraphernalia and just get rid of it. It's an embarrassment. I don't even want to get any, the illusion that they are going to get anything farther than maybe the first or the second game of the playoffs. They, that's, that's the Gone. Thing. They're out. That's the thing, Greg. They haven't made it past the first round since, since 2004. That's almost 20 years. And they haven't won a Stanley Cup since, since 67. Are you surprised? No. Exactly. So why do we even care? Why do we? Why is this news? Oh, the Leafs didn't make the playoffs. Really? I've always said. Like, are you serious? Are we talking about this? <laughs> I've always said it, that people would be. I mean, I admire how loyal Leafs fans are, but. They would be that's bad. not loyalty, man. That's something else. But that's that, a disease. That's a condition. That's the <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. That's what it is. <laughs> and it's mostly kids that have been indoctrinated by their parents and loser parents following the Leafs for 40 years. Like, cut it out. I will say, though, I'm also an Arizona Cardinals fan. So I'm I don't just even know who they are. What do they play? What do they play? The they play football in the NFL. Oh, they do. Okay. So I, I, I'm really, really I'm talking good. The, the handball thing that they call football or what is it? Real football, like soccer? No, like, no, like, no. like Tom American Brady, American NFL football, football, American football. Okay, Andy, American my point football. is, okay, okay. I'm just naturally gifted at picking losers. So to the, the game for. that they have to play with, you know, helmets. That's, that's the game that you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's okay. the one. No. Now, if I'm going to watch that sort of game, I'd rather watch rugby, man. Those dudes are tough. American football is like, eh, I need to put some pants on. It'll hurt. These <laughs> <laughs> dudes football are like, up? I didn't, but I mean, I play with my friends, but like, you know, you got like 300 pound dudes out here running around tackling people. Like, I, I you know, you kind of, you need some equipment for that. And they're playing on the hard turf. What do you think that you find in rugby, man? Those are, rugby yeah. is like football for men. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, 
wow, wow. <laughs> the shots are being fired. You see, that's the reason why I, I really don't have a lot of, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate on this, but I don't have a lot of respect for people that sit in front of the TV time in and time out. And uh, guys, I lost the Zoom link on the other side. But uh, I can still hear you, I think. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of respect for people that sit in the computer or in front of the TV time in and time out just watching sports. I don't, I don't understand it, especially well, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Come so, on. So I, I've been here now for, what, eight minutes? And yes. already I've gotten attacks from Nick about the Leafs and you about sitting on the, in front of the TV watching sports. <laughs> I, yeah, I, no, just, I, I can be, see I'm just not welcome here. Uh, well, to be fair, Jacob, you know, he attacked me too when it comes to sports because I like watching sports. So we're both, we're, we're both victimized. You know, look, once you understand that life is like a roll of toilet paper, the closer you get to the end, the faster it spins. Then at that point, you have no time to sit in front of the TV and waste your time. Because but, I. But think of it this way, Greg. You know, for, for some people, you know, the, uh, as a hobby, like they want, they like to watch movies, they like to watch TV shows. Hey, and some people <laughs> like to watch movies and TV shows and sports. But, you know, for, for sports fans, I mean, it, it could re- replace someone else's, like, I don't know, uh, gangster movie if someone's into that. Like, it, it brings you entertainment. It brings you, I don't know, satisfaction. You know what I mean? Good good for you, man. You know, somebody said once, so when you, when somebody is uh, trying to find purpose in their life and they can't, they distract themselves with entertainment. So I try not to do that. Sorry, did that go over your head? I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Nick, come on, man. Uh, by the way, we need to do some uh, house cleaning uh, for all of you listening to the Carrasco show. Um, I love you all. One in particular, but I love you all. All I love you all, except two. There are two of you that I don't love. So this is not dedicated to you. You know who you are. There is no love in me for you. Also, to the basement dweller. Mm. We're thinking about you this morning. We always think about you. Yeah, we know. <laughs> he's in our thoughts and prayers. You know? <laughs> I know. I don't pray. Um, well, no, we only pray for him. <laughs> uh, you do. I don't. But, you know, to the uh, our beloved knuckle dragon, mouth breathing, basement dwelling troglodyte, biggest fan of the show. We love you. You are the fuel to our fire. You know, we know that he's he listens to the show for three straight hours. Amazing. It's amazing. He brings the average listening time of all the rest of my listeners up. He's your biggest fan. <laughs> uh, he said, yeah, he is. man. I, I, I'm thinking about you. Um, I hope that uh, your mom decides to renovate the basement. So you're dwelling it's a little bit more comfortable. I think she should get a bigger couch because, you know, you, since you don't exercise, you're, you're growing laterally. So you need to make yourself comfortable. I, I heard his I, I've heard his mother makes great cookies. And that, that's that's why he's getting bigger. <laughs> so you need a bigger couch. So a big shout out to the basement dweller. Uh, we're thinking about you this morning. Um, I also want to send a shout out. Oh, I, I'll share this with you, folks. The uh, Octa BJJ. Uh, this is my jiu-jitsu school in Oakville. Uh, my, you know, mine and my partner, Luis. We are officially open. We are officially open for business. And uh, the reception that we've received from the Oakville community has been amazing. It's amazing. The school will be full very, very, very soon. And uh, the uh, the little guys, man. The little guys get to you. 
we have a little dude. His name is Alistair. And uh, you see him and you you literally have a physical reaction that you need to just hug this little guy. He's one of the cutest things I've ever seen. And, you know, we start classes for uh, for our little ones in jiu-jitsu at the age of four. And uh, they they have the most intricate personalities. And we we have a lot of children coming to the school because we wanted to make this a, a family thing. And uh, kids just keep coming, uh, signing on to Okta BJJ. So a big shout out to all the parents and all the students, uh, all the instructors, um, Ben, Dasha, Sean, you guys are amazing. Uh, we, the this instructor to student ratio at Okta is greater than any other school that I have even been a part of. And this is not a shout to anybody. It's just that, you know, we, we, we're learning as we go along, but um, a big shout out to our instructors and, um, you know, Professor Dave from Evo came by last night to say hello, and uh, it was a display of a grown-up, a mature, amazing human. I love that guy. I love that guy. I was so happy to see you. Like, it's like my two worlds. It's like, eh, this is a happy place all of a sudden. Eh. So I was happy. <laughs> Either way, the shout-out goes to Okta BJJ, and uh, we're opening for business. Folks, if you, uh, you want to find us, we are right off the QW there on uh, Dorval and the QW on Wycroft. So the, uh, the Land Rover dealership, you know, they just got a free plug now. Um, we're right behind the Land Rover dealership, right there in Oakville. So if you need to find us, go find us there. But for my main gig, all of you slackers know that I run Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, and that is the home of the no commission salespeople. The show is brought to you by them to you every single Saturday. The lines are open today. Today, we're going to talk about Anything that you want to talk about, the phone number to call is 289-275-9600. Again, 289-275-9600. If you have any car questions, if you're looking at buying something, if you're trying to decide what to buy, let me help you make that decision. Do you have a trading and you need to know what it's worth? On the second hour, we will be appraising your trades. So if you went to your local dealer and they give you a number on the trade and you don't know if it's enough, probably isn't. You're going to tune in. You're going to call me. You're going to tell me the details of your car, and I will help you. I will set you straight. 289-275-9600. Jacob, let's go to a short break, and we'll be right back. I must have a quarter million on me right now. Hard to make a song about something other than the money. Things I'm about to talk and blunt and stay in blunt. Pretty women, now you're here. Are you here right now, huh? We should all disappear right now. Look at getting all your friends. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. My name is Sean Avery. I love getting under people's skin, but not as much as this guy. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. days we're going to play one of my original tunes here. That would be awesome. I'd love to hear it. No, you won't. Come on. <laughs> Give yourself you more. need to take some gravel before you listen to me singing. <laughs> Give yourself more credit than that. No. 
They suck. <laughs> it's like a most things. I just like doing things, man. I don't. Uh, I don't like to. Uh, you know, last Saturday there was um, uh, the Toronto Star decided to write an article about me, and um, it's something that I said on the article that I don't. I don't really have um, a bucket list. I. I don't. Whenever I want to do something, I have never held back. I've done it. Maybe that's the secret to what I've done. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the reason of my downfall. Who knows? But uh, the the amount of support that I received after that article on last week, I posted it on my um, on my LinkedIn page. It's been viewed thousands of times, and uh, my kids don't really care about it, which is kind of sad. You know, why is it that kids don't care about their parents? You know, their, their parents are, have been in the zone for like 30 or 40 years, and kids just, just roll their eyes and like, yeah, in the newspaper again, Dad. Okay, that's great for you. Let me get back to my video game. That's what usually happens. Jody, can you tell me why is it that kids don't care about their parents? Your dad, your dad is a, your dad is a conqueror. Your dad is a savage. Your dad just took over the world, man, and you don't care. Why? Why is that? No, it's not that I don't care. Obviously, I care. I'm like proud of his success. Proud what he's done. I do care for it. Um, I think it's just you know my dad does a show on. Uh, on his TV station every Sunday night uh-huh. from 9.30. And I honestly just go on to see if what he's wearing, and I'll quickly check. I'm like, all right, okay, you look good, and I'll message him. <laughs> but I don't listen to the conversation. Like, I used to produce the show for him for about two and a half, three years, and uh-huh. even I'd be sitting there doing the background work, but I still wouldn't listen to him. You still wouldn't listen to him. You know, so it's a common thing. It's not, no, I'm it's not that special. That's what you're common. saying? Yeah, no, it's very common. Like my dad, you know, my dad's been, my dad's been very successful in the South Asian community and mm-hmm. he's, he's done a lot, but we've just, we don't take him seriously. He, you know, he's on the TV. We've seen the, the humor side of him. So we don't take him seriously at home sometimes. That's so, you know, it's, it's unfair because this, look, despite my rugged appearance, uh, I'm a very sensitive man. <laughs> So I was talking to my therapist about it, a therapist about it this week. He's like, what the hell? What is it? You know, all I ever wanted to do with my kids to be somebody that they would be proud of. Someone said, you know, that's my dad. But that that's going to happen when I'm dead. No, like, that is too late. Huh? No, that's not true. You know how proud I am of my dad? Like, I yeah, no, nah, that doesn't no, work I that am. way. It doesn't work that way. Too. Yeah, I when I'm dead, they say, oh, he was the best. Look at that. You know, look at this article. Look what I found about that. It's like, dude, I, I have a copy here that you didn't even open last Sunday. You know what? <laughs> my so dad used sad, to come man. home with like plaques with his name on it. And we don't even know half of them where they are. And we just like, oh, oh cool. Cool story, bro. Like, just leave you it see, there. That's, that's the only advantage of dating a single mom. You know, you date a single mom and they're little guys or the little girls. They just are fascinated with you. They just love you off. They become you. They start talking like you. Then they go away and your heart is just like, eh. You know, <laughs> it's so not, funny. That's not good. Oh. Your own kids don't care about you. Man. <laughs> a lot of my friends will be like, oh, your dad's so cool. You know, your dad's so you know, I, I'll tell you this, Jody. I went, my, my youngest son, Alex, has a bunch of friends. And they, they got together, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago. And uh, I drove him to Boston Pizza here in Nayagawa and Dundas. And uh, all his friends was like, dude, is that, is, that, is that your dad? Is that Greg Carrasco? Let's take a picture with him. It's like I was in all their social media. And it's like, oh. 
Uh, you know, so my therapist says that this is a, it's a necessary part of the process. When the kids have to reject their parents, they have to reject their dad and their mom, you know, so they can become themselves. Mm-hmm. In a very eloquent way, he says, the king is dead. Long live the king. So they have to kill their parents. I'm not talking literally people. Come on. Figuratively speaking, you have to do this psychologically in order for you to just become your own person. So this is not an uncommon thing. No, it's well, not. Huh? No, it's not uncommon. It's it's it happens. Like there were times I kid you not, Greg. Every time we used to go to an event with my dad, we would mm-hmm. have to go to an event with my dad because he said, you know, family has has to come. We used to literally walk with him and then we used to turn around and our dad would be missing and he's talking to people taking pictures with people and i would literally like squeeze through grab the keys and be like we'll be in the car like you when you're done this like all of this like just come to the car because we want to go home but my my kids literally just roll their eyes when i'm walking on the street and people stop me to take pictures with me it's the weirdest thing and I, I, I don't understand why people would stop and take pictures with me, but that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. But uh, they just roll their eyes. Oh, good God. But I, do this again. I appreciate it now. My dad was in India for two, three months. And we had a, every year, I'm sure everybody's noticed, there's a Khalsa parade uh-huh. happens in Malton in Toronto. And my dad was in India this time. And I was actually, attend, I attended one of them. And I was look, I looked at my sister. I said, this parade looks empty without dad. Aww. Because I said that to him too. And I was like, and I told him and I, my mom was in town. I said, it just doesn't feel the same as if like, if like, I know nothing, like my dad's in India, he'll be back, but it just, it feels empty without his presence because we've seen him in that role all the time. And wow. all of a sudden he wasn't there, right? He was on vacation, but there will be times where your kids will be like, hey, you know, this is where, you know, I miss my dad or this is this is something dad would have done. They, but they're not going to tell you directly. They'll just give them. They give won't. Them some- but uh, you see what we do here in the media and your dad is the same thing. You know, whatever I do with my radio show or my TV show when I had it, uh, it's going to live forever in the Internet. So I will come back to hunt them well after I am gone. And they're going to be <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> Suffer me after I'm gone. That's it. That's the price. And they're going to listen to this one too. They're going to listen to this episode. Well, listen, and here I am just waiting. Oh, chip. My, my daughter is like, probably my daughter is the most like me. She hasn't talked to me in a long time, but she's the one that is most like me. I, I, I love her to pieces, but oh man. <sighs> You know, this this is the difference between love and like, right? I, I love my daughter forever. I don't, yeah, she gets on my nerves in ways that I can't even explain. And I'm hoping that she comes back at some point because, you know, uh, anyways. Uh, but I'm going to, I don't want to talk about kids anymore. I'm, I'm done talking about kids. <laughs> it's a very, very sensitive subject. But uh, I want to cue this up uh, because um, it's important. Um the, the retail industry, folks, oh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Uh, we talk about all sorts of different things. The lines are open. You can call us 289-275-9600, and the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity. But I'm going to cue out the next segment uh, by, by prefacing this. 
the retail industry has spoiled customers into convincing them that customers are always right. That's wrong. Customers are wrong most of the time, except that nobody wants to say it. Why? Because we're afraid that we may lose a customer, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to do, but not at the expense of certain things. And I do believe that certain companies have taken this so far that they allow people to behave in the most unspeakable ways without taking a stand. So what I want to discuss on the other side of the, uh, the other side of the break are the top 10 reasons, according to me, that a customer should be fired because you should have the right to fire customers. Um, there are some people that are insufferable. They, they, they cross so many lines that, you know, at some point you have to say, okay, is it my well-being and the well-being of the organization or have this person that every time they come in, they just create havoc within the community? You see, as a general manager, as a vice president, as a dealer principal, it is your job to provide your staff with a harmonious, safe working environment. If you are unable to provide that for them, they're not going to be able to provide the service the customer requires for them to be happy. I don't know who said it, but you know, you look after your staff. They look after your customers. So you, as the leader of an organization, your first job is not to look after customers. Your first job is to look after your staff. Your staff looks after the customers. In failure to understand this process, it's going to create a lot of problems for you because if you take the side of a customer other than your staff, you have a bigger problem. You don't have the right people. Now, I don't want you to ever kid yourself. This show is your show. We sell cars. I run car dealerships for a living. We will answer your car questions above any other questions that anybody can have. But sometimes we need to have those tough conversations because our industry is one of the worst. We put up with so much, so much. And then especially if you have some spineless managers that are willing to like, ah, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Just make them happy. They'll go away. No, we seem to, as a retail, as a, the industry, the service industry, retail industry, we seem to have grown unable to say the magical word. No. A strong secure, powerful, and simple. No. And stop talking. We're going to give you the top 10 reasons why you should fire a customer. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. We love our customers. We will do everything that we can to make sure that they are safe, that they are happy, that they're well taken care of, to the point that they even have my home phone number. However, you will find a few reasons when it's time to say adios, no bueno. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan in Oakville, Infinity, and until the end of June, I believe, if you want to finance a used vehicle, you don't have to make a payment for up to six months so you can take a payment vacation when you come and buy a vehicle from Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Jacob, take us to a break. We'll be right back. When I cross the street, 
It's the cars that have to look both ways. <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hi, everybody. This is Haley Wickenheiser, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. What is love? You know you want to do it. Go ahead. <laughs> it is impossible to listen to that song and I wanted to bob your head to the side. <laughs> impossible. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Jody, are you impressed with the level of venom that comes out of the basement? It's, he's unbelievable. <laughs> that's crazy. I that was That's insane. I can't believe. I, I just can't believe I read that email. Uh, there are hundreds of that. <laughs> You know what would be funny once if once he, one time he would email you and say, that's Mr. Basement Dweller to you. <laughs> I love this guy. He's amazing. You know, just think of how important I am in his life for him to have that this kind of angst and anger towards me. I, I've never met this person. <laughs> I'm just trying to try to imagine what this person is like. What does this person look like? Who is this person? Overweight for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um I don't know. Yellow teeth. I'm know. still shaking my head. Like, I can't, I can't believe there's... Yeah, like what if, what if we're all off? Like, what if it's like Michael Jordan? Just like <laughs> like the most famous No, 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 no. Person. You see, you know, people that, um, people that have made it, they don't criticize. They, yeah. You know, people criticize up. They don't criticize down. Or is that what they want us to think? No, nah, no. You give, that is given some intellectual prowess uh, <laughs> uh, attributes to this basement one. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm convinced the basement dweller wears a wig. I'm convinced. You think so, eh? Oh, I think so. Oh, you can yeah. tell those ones with the wig. Oh, dude, this is, that's not good. You can see them on the mall. You know, everybody fakes it. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do. It. You know, I, uh, I, I hopefully I can get my uh, my new barber on on air a little bit later. Um, his name is Leo from uh, the Fades down in Oakville. I, I found this new barber, folks, that has revolutionized my idea of what barbers are supposed to be like, because um, Oakville has the absolute most unfriendly barber shops of any town that I have ever visited. Like these people are just, you know, for the most part, are just not friendly. You try to book them, the books like three, four weeks in advance. Eh, sorry, no, no, no space. Like, dude, I just need a fade on my beard, man. That's it. Settle down. And no, they just won't even look at you. It's like you need you need to have a membership to join this place. Uh, and and this this guy is just. I am so lucky to have him. You know, we um, once he comes on uh, later on, hopefully, I will talk about a transformation that we did with somebody that works for me. One of the toughest things to do is as you're getting older, you start losing your hair and uh, you fight it, man. You fight it. You fight it. Guys, fight it. They don't. Don't fight it. I'm, I'm not looking forward to losing my hair. Well, um, it doesn't seem like you're going to. Uh, is, your, is your grandpa from your mom's side bald? Uh, he, well, he passed away, but he, he had quite a bit of hair for his whole life. So. Okay. So you, you're pretty safe. I think that the, uh, the hair line genes come from my mom's side. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I was done either side on my, from my yeah. mom and my dad's side. I did, I had no say in the matter. 
<laughs> it was it was awful. It was awful. But you know, everything changed after, yeah. after I shaved. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Hopefully for me, uh, I won't lose my hair. One thing though that I think for sure is coming is uh, my hair is going to turn gray fairly young because my dad told me that when he was twenty seven, his hair started turning gray, and that's only four years away. Listen, I've only known you for a few weeks, and you're making my beard turn gray. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the effect of having you around. But anyways, we. Digress aggressively, and folks, this is something that uh, is is important. Now, number one, the question to the universe is this: Should customers be fired? Should a retail organization have the right to fire a customer? Two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred. That's the phone number to call. Two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred. I want to know the best phone call of the day is when I get a set of AirPods. I'm yet to be able to give away a set of AirPods because uh, you guys don't leave your phone numbers and your names, so I can't reach reach you back. So. Here are what, in my opinion, the top 10 reasons why we should fire a customer. Now, this is as it pertains to a car dealership. Number one, if the customer that you're talking to is shopping the price of your car with a bill of sale from another dealership, in other words, they already bought a car from another salesperson and they're shopping you after they have bought a car, that is a good reason to say you're fired. That's not a nice person that you're dealing with right there. That's, that's a person that made an actual legal commitment with another store, and they feel that they can circumvent the system. It's a different type of person that does that. Uh, number one, if you are a salesperson and you entertain trying to steal a, a transaction for another salesperson that has actually earned a sale somewhere else, you are the same kind. So <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. And if your store allows that to happen – that's shame on you. That's not a good thing, folks. You don't want to deal with a store that entertains this sort of thing. So if you are shopping for a vehicle with a bill of sale from another store, you should be fired. That's number 10. Number nine, when you lie about your trade, we have seen this forever. You know, time and time again, it happens. Uh, Mr. Castro, you have a trade-in. Yes, I do. Uh, is it, uh, does it have any accidents? No, it does not. Are you sure, Mr. Castro? Yes, I am sure. Next thing we know, the car is a write-off, and it's got branded on, on the ownership. And we found out later on, but it, it didn't show, simply because they pay cash for the repairs. You see, folks, we, we do our best at car dealerships to make sure that we sell you something that doesn't have any accidents because it's, it's a legal offense. If I sell you something that, that I don't disclose... I can get into serious, serious doo-doo. Did I just say doo-doo on air? I did, didn't I? Doo-doo. Uh, <laughs> so if they lie about their trade, uh, you're talking, again, with a special type of person. That's You can't trust anything that comes out of their mouth, especially when it comes to that. If somebody's willing to do this to you, they're going to be willing to do a lot of – that's the same person that is shopping after they buy the car, you know, with another bill of sale at another store. So that is – a reason to say fired number eight when they intentionally keep they keep you at the store after the store closes the store closes at nine o'clock and they show up at nine o'clock and then they keep you there until 11 11 30 at night only to tell you ah, i'm gonna go home and think about it that's a special type of human that you have right there inconsiderate and when you are dealing with inconsiderate people, there is no point of giving them your consideration. Folks, 
I know that you can go to the store whenever you have time, but to show up two or three minutes before the store closes, just to put that additional pressure on a dealership for them to look after you, it's not fair because people that are in the retail and service industry will do whatever they can to help you out. And often they do it at the expense of time with their families. Like, you know, the number of people that I have known over the years, 30 years now in the industry, that has lost their marriages and their families and the kids because they, when they're committed to a cause and they're committed to make it happen. And back in the day when paying commission to salespeople was prevalent, it's not anymore. I'm happy to say that I eliminated commission from my system about 10 years ago. Um, you, you had to see that through. You had to talk to the customer. You had to show up. And you know your wife had dinner ready at 7.30 and then the customer shows up. They tell you they're going to show up at 6.30 and you make plans. And next thing you know, they show up at your store a couple of minutes before you go home. By the time you come home at 11, the dinner is cold. Your wife is in bed. She's gone. Don't be selfish. You know, people that's trying to sell you a car, they're just like you. They're just like you. They have a life. They have feelings. They care. So when you show that kind of the level of inconsideration is it's not it's, it's not a good thing. You you, you should you should go just fired gone gone goodbye <laughs> goodbye eliminated eliminated <laughs> number seven when they make several appointments and they don't show up to any of them and they don't even call to cancel every appointment with these people becomes a disappointment. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't confirm an appointment that shows up on a Saturday, folks. They become disappointments. But if you're one of those people that book appointments and you never show up and you never apologize and you never say, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it, or I'm not going to be able to make it this afternoon because whatever, you're inconsiderate. You don't deserve to spend the time with someone that is looking at paying bills by talking to you. Like, how mean are you? Are you serious? You should keep your appointments, you know, especially today that the industry is changing so much, folks, that there are no cars. There are literally no cars. If you are looking for a vehicle right now, you are in trouble because if you are not touching the next vehicle that you're buying, you have a big problem in your hands. You may not get this car. Based on industry experts that I talk to on a weekly basis, the next three months are going to be the toughest three months since the beginning of COVID in the car industry, simply because there are no cars. So dealers, you don't have to put up with this. Number six, when they lie about their credit, you go through the entire process, they negotiate for hours and hours and hours, which they don't do anymore because now there's mostly just one price. And they tell you, ask them how, you know, are there any credit concerns that we should know about? No, my credit is 900. <laughs> and then you do the credit application and there are three bankruptcies. And right now they're in the middle of a consumer proposal and they miss payments on that one too. <laughs> you will be amazed as to how many people do this. Amazed as if we're not going to find out. Yeah, the bank is going to say, you know, ah, yeah, the Mr. Mr. Smith, no problem. And don't, don't check the credit. Just give him a quarter of a million dollars. Don't worry about it. We'll take your word for it. That's not the way the system works. And what you're doing, he says, you're shooting yourself in the foot because if you're not 100% honest with your dealer about your credit situation, we are not going to be able to handle your file properly. So you are going to farther 
destroy your credit. Don't do that. But also, if you're not forthcoming about that, you don't deserve to have a conversation with a professional. Like, come on, man, get out of here. You're not serious. And this is the reason why you have bad credit in the first place. Oh, you know, I just, I just got divorced and my credit went bad. No, that's just an excuse. It's just an excuse. People that pay the bills have the proclivity, the proclivity of paying their bills, regardless of their situation. It's a thing. And remember, don't date anybody that has a credit score lower than 700. Don't do it. That's my dating advice for the day. What was my second dating advice of the day that Jacob didn't like? Boys, don't marry the one you love. <laughs> marry the one that loves you. That's Carrasco gold right there. You should tattoo that on you. Don't marry the one you love. Marry the one that loves you. You know, you, know, you, should, you should trademark that, st- that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was an original. Th- I just thought about it. I, I, I think we should we should add a little bit of context to this because you and I, Greg, we've never met before today, and that's one of the first things that I hear you tell me. <laughs> don't don't marry the girl that you love. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? Oh wow, that's mean, man. You just, you just, you just cut me deep. That's just rude. That's just mean. What's wrong with this guy? You see, he just said this. Hey, hey, I I was oh getting atta- I was getting attacked early on in this show, so attacked. I've got to throw I've got to throw some punches back. Yeah, you're telling me you're don't watch so sports. Vain. Well, you, well, you know, I bet you think this song is so bad. <laughs> we weren't even talking about you, Jacob. And you just call me. What's you just said? What's I, I wrong? Think, with you know me? what? I think. He's still angry about the Leafs. I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's that's PTSD from the Leafs. You're not wrong, Nick, honestly. (laughs) Anyways, I get it, man. Did you burn your sweaters yet? You should. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Number five. People that should be fired when you're rude to the staff. This is is an intolerable offense. This is a permanent offense. You're rude to the staff, get out. Get out. You are not allowed to be rude to the staff. The staff doesn't need to put up with it. You need to have a strong leader of the organization. There's got to be a strong person at the store at all times that will police the way that people treat the staff. It is not good to be rude to the people that work at this organization. They're there to try to provide a service to you. And just because you had a crappy day or you decided to marry the one that you loved and then you, your life got ruined like Jacob, um, that doesn't mean that you can take it out on people. <laughs> Jacob, don't do it, man. Don't do it. It's, you're only 22. You have so many good years ahead of you. <laughs> don't do it. You're fired. Not Jacob. The one that's rude. <laughs> Number four. People who yell in the showroom. That's not a good thing. There's only a few people that could yell in the showroom. And if they don't do it, no one should do it. Yelling at any point is when the conversation just shuts down. You raise your voice, get out. Just get out. I don't care what you have to say. If we cannot have a civil conversation about one of your grievances, then I'm not. Go step outside, yell, go inside your car like I do when I'm having a tough day. Just crank the music and, ah, and no one can hear you. It's the best thing. I feel like the basement dweller would yell in dealerships. He probably, he probably would do oh, that. He probably does that, yeah. yeah. He wants to talk to the manager. Oh, oh definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a Karen. He's a Karen. <laughs> what is that? What is the, the male version of a Karen? I've, I've heard some people say Darren. Darren? I, yeah. No, no, no. no I think a Nick? Richard. 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 Maybe a Nick. 
Richard, yeah, the Richard Noggins. All the Richard Noggins out there. Are you familiar with this expression, Jody? The Richard Noggins? That's a, it's a beautiful. Those who know, know. So if you're yelling in the showroom, you're fired. Get out. <clears throat> Number three. If you start making sexual overtones to the staff. Oh, boy. That's a bad, bad, bad thing. You know, a showroom, a sales floor, a store is not a place for you to misbehave with impunity. And strong leaders should draw a very, very decisive line when it comes to this, especially at car dealerships. Because the reputation is not good. And that needs to stop. If you don't protect your people for, from this sort of behavior, then what's next? People need to feel safe when they go to work. And if somebody crosses that line once, after you have put the line in the sand clear, this is what you are not allowed to do. If somebody crosses you after that point, there is no further conversation because they're not listening to you. And what you permit, you promote. I'm going to repeat this. A brilliant person said this to me once. What you permit, you promote. If you allow it, it will continue. End of story. And then I can get more complex, like unacceptable behavior left in challenge becomes normal operating procedure. Same nonsense. If you let it happen, it will continue to happen. So making a sexual overtone to the staff, get out. You're fired. Number two, the threat of physical violence. Believe it or not, this happens more often than you may think. Somebody threatens to fight you at a store. This is a pretty serious threat. People are lucky that they don't call the police. And, you know, we, we still try to keep the peace. You know, you're a customer, you're a car, whatever. You're unhappy, you're an oil change, whatever. I don't know. There's a squeak. I can't hear it. I can. You're crazy. I want to fight you. No, that's not the way that works. Threat of physical violence is never, ever a good thing. And when that happens, when that is just cocked and loaded, ready to come out at the any sign of discrepancy, at any sign of conflict, you cannot deal with this customer. They need to be escorted out and thank you very much, but your money is no longer welcome here. Those grounds to say you're fired. And in my books, and this is the most, I think it's the most important one of, of them all, but also it's the most subjective one of them all. Because nobody likes to feel that they are that way. You see, we've all known people who won't allow themselves to be happy. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you say. They have made a decision that they hate the world. They hate life. They hate the dealership. And it doesn't matter what comes out of your mouth. It's wrong. And when you have decided deep inside that you have done everything within your power, that your team has gotten together and they've tried to all to analyze all the avenues that we may have to assist somebody with a problem. And this usually happens with people that don't have warranties. When those people decide that they will not be happy, you need to say, I'm sorry, I failed you. I'm sorry. Like, I, I mean it. I'm sorry. I, I failed you. I failed to find a way to make you happy. So I am going to step aside. I'm going to step aside. I'm going to give another dealership the opportunity to make you happy. 
So bye-bye. Folks, these are some of the conversations that are not being had at retail organizations. And unfortunately, when we came up with this crazy notion that the customer is always right, we convinced people that the ones that yell the loudest is the one that's going to get the most results. And this is an unfortunate thing. This usually happens with your cell phone companies. The moment that you go nuts on the phone and you threaten to do things is when they come up and say, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll look after you. So we are literally conditioning people to be this way. When the reality is, is that most customers are super, super, super nice and you will bend over backwards for these people. But I can tell you this, you get a lot more with honey than you get with vinegar. And I know that that sounds trivial and perhaps even trite. But the truth is this, if you try to find a common ground with your dealer, with your store, with your supplier, you are far more likely to end up with good results than if you start yelling and throwing a tantrum. How old are you, five? I'm not. I'm old. I'm gray. And there's a lot of things that are wrong with me, according to Jacob. Jacob, I don't disagree with you, man. There's a lot of things that are wrong with me. That's why I see a therapist twice a week sometimes. <sighs> but my therapist is my homeboy. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. We're going to take a short break. And on the other side of the hour, we're going to appraise your trade. You have a vehicle. You want to know what it's worth? Call me. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. Jacob, take us to a short break. We'll be right back. They see me rolling. They hate Hey, what's up, sports fans? Forrest Griffin here, and I want you to check out the Greg Carrasso Show. Check him out. Greg and the gang. Uh, yeah, enjoy. It is time for Greg Carrasco. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining, turn up the station, there's no more waiting, the show is beginning, it's too late to escape, let's go, here's your host, Greg Carrasco. Okay, she headed to the dance floor and she slowly start to pop in it. Song like my wrist piece, everybody got to watching it. Girl, you got that secret treasure, I'm gon' put a lock on it. Don't care what they say, I would be stupid to be my own in this picky. Heard you got that sticky. Let's go and take nine shots, we'll just call it 50. And I gonna lick it, lick it, lick it till oh I got that It's one of those mornings. It's one of those mornings. Oh, you look so sweet. What you working past? Get your physique. Yo, you are a beauty. Well, well, I am you a beast. The they must have been tripping to have left me off a leash. Ever since he got all that vitamin water money, he just changed. It's soft. Wasn't he like a 
very well-known gangster or something. He got shot a bunch of times. I heard he got shot like in front of his grandmother's house or something. And that's cool in, in, in the face or something. Oh, wow. Doesn't yeah. get any more aggressive than that. The thing about 50. What's that? Sorry. Yeah. Go, you go, Nick. Yeah. I was just going to say, cause I, I remember watching an, inter- an interview with him where he was talking about it. He just walked in front of his grandmother's house and someone, yeah, someone was shooting. That's it. Eh? Just somebody was shooting and he was, you know, he, Got in the way of the bullet. Come on, man. That doesn't happen that way. The thing about 52 is, 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 is he got so much extra credibility because his first album, Get Rich or Die Trying, is arguably one of the better debut hip-hop albums ever, particularly of the 2000s. And then after that, it, it was just... It's just downhill after that, you know. It was uh, it was one of my favorite albums. I, um, I I I don't disagree with this. I still remember I bought it when when it first came out, and uh, I had it in my car playing at the time when CDs were a thing. And uh, I remember lending my car to my at the time father in law. So he he was in his seventies listening to Get Rich or Die Trying by Fifty Cent. So I remember him saying to me, "What what do you listen to, son?" What is wrong with you? You see, that was another person that said that to me, Jacobs. So you, you're in pretty good company. I'll, I'll take it. Perfect. But yeah. I mean, yeah, come on. Like, you can't listen to, you know, a song like Many Men and not just, you know, it, 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 you feel something listening to a song like that. Even as me, who has never been involved with any kind of, you know, street life or I just the imagery in that song is just. Do like, I are do you I look sure, to Jacob? Are do, you sure? <laughs> do I look to you, uh, Jacob, as if I have been involved in street life? I, I don't know. I I, oh, I, I, I look do not at know. This. He's playing it safe. I don't know. It's okay, man. Hey, he should be a politician. That's a diplomatic answer. Yeah, right that's there. a very diplomatic <laughs> answer. Yeah, man. I um, it looks like I just came out of that the ghetto Santiago jail. That's what it looks like on, on the Zoom call right now, especially with my, you know, Fisher hat. But, it, you know, I, <laughs> we, I, it's OK, man. I respect the fact that you didn't want to take that shot. And I even opened the door for you. Um, I, 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 I love you for that. Thank you. But uh, you uh, during the break. You were talking about uh, a retail experience nightmare with your grandmother. What happened now? If if you have a nightmare retail experience anywhere, call me 289-275-9600 is the phone number. Also, if you want to get your vehicle appraised, I'm appraising vehicles on air for free. That is if you feel like calling slackers are slacking these days. So what happened to your grandma? So my grandmother and we all absolutely love her. We call her Bubby. That's just a, a we Jewish. Call her what? Bobby. That's uh, in, in in Yiddish. I'm Jewish, so in Yiddish, yeah. Uh, Bobby is uh, grandmother. Oh man, I would get into so much trouble. Like booby, 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 booby. I would be saying that all the time. I when I was a kid. I mean, when you're a kid, yeah. You know, kid. When you I got want your- my booby. <laughs> is that what you used to say when you were like three or four? You know what I. I don't I, I think I got it instilled in me from a pretty young age that it was booby and not booby. My friends would all I, I used to I remember at school, though, I would purposely say grandmother because if I said booby, my friends would start laughing uh, at me and saying, how booby. old are we? Nine? Oh, this is when I was like <laughs> six. With yeah. You, yeah. With you, Greg. So tell me the story about your boobies. <laughs> um, <laughs> OK, so she she was just notoriously known throughout my family that she was able to return 
anything to anywhere, no matter what it was. And it kind of goes to your point of this this idea that's been instilled throughout retail stores of the customers always right. I remember there was one time when we were in Florida when I was like six or seven. And this is maybe the most egregious example I remember of it. We were sitting outside. I believe it was at a cheesecake factory. We were outside mm-hmm. and they brought out our food. And about five minutes after they brought out the food, a fly came in and it flew onto like her salad. And she calls over the waiter and she's like, excuse me, there's a fly on my salad. And keep in mind, we're outside. (laughs) So there's all sorts of bugs flying around everywhere. And she starts arguing with this poor waiter who couldn't have been any older than 17 18 years old about how this a, a bug was on her food and she demanded that all of us get free dessert and the thing is is she's throughout her whole life she's she's so persistent and and, and pushy that she, she she will never stop until she gets you know what she wants so we all got free dessert because a fly flew you onto see, her that's, salad that's the problem and uh, whenever boobies do this it, it puts us in a really tough spot because you don't want to say no to boobies, man. It's, and that's what ultimately comes down to. And uh, we put up with it and that's it creates an even bigger problem. Uh, did you guys always get stuff for free because you would do this sort of thing? Uh, you know, it, I mean, it wasn't ever anything crazy, but yeah, we pretty, pretty r- regularly because if she wanted something, she could get it, right? And the other thing too, is she could also return anything, right? Like she could return you know a, a a shirt that she'd worn and somehow manage her way into convincing the manager that it was faulty even though she'd worn it multiple times i don't know if she should be saying this out loud <laughs> this is just terrible but you know how many people do this oh this is a lot we have a phone call what who do we have uh paul who wants to praise on his 2017 elantra oh boy hey paul how are you Paul, are you there? Yes, hi, Greg. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, you know, thank you for calling the show. The um, What do you have? Okay, I have a uh, 2017 Elantra Ultimate. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal car. I love it, but I've got a problem with it, but it has 95,000 kilometers. So what I is the problem? What okay, it's starting to burn oil. Now we're doing an oil consumption test, and I know in the States there's a massive class action suit against Hyundai for a lot of these engines. Um, so I'm, I'm really disappointed. I bought an extended warranty with your advice, yeah. and I want to keep it for many, many years. But um, if this oil burning thing keeps getting worse, um, I'm not sure how bad it is yet. We're just turning the test now. So the thing is that I'm concerned is um, if it's not bad enough yet, I've got another a year to go on my extended warranty, but you know, moving forward, I'm not sure if I want to just keep this car or what I should do, get rid of it. Well, it's still worth something. Just need some advice. Have you talked to your dealer? Yes. Yeah. They're, well, they're doing the consumption test, but the thing is that uh, I know that the industry has a lot of issues with oil burning uh, engines, but uh, the amount that they say is is acceptable versus you know like. They say, oh, yeah, well, it burns a liter every whatever. No, like it shouldn't be burning that much, right? They say, oh, that's normal. Yeah, okay, but well, maybe for you guys it's normal, but, you know, it's not going to ever get better. So moving forward, I don't want to have to keep dumping oil into this thing and then, it, you know, messes up my catalytic converter and it just goes on and on. So I'm kind of disappointed that, you know, eventually I might have to get rid of this thing because of the, the oil consumption, but we have it. 
determined if they're going to give me a new engine, which they probably won't, but or they'll try to avoid it, I guess, at all costs, <laughs> as usual. Yeah, of course. But I'm just worried. That, How long is your warranty? Oh, I have another year on my extended warranty. I have about a six-year warranty on it. And um, how many so kilometers? Six-year, 120 kilometers is well, what you I, have? I, well, I was driving a lot, so I have 200,000, but it's it's good till next May. Interesting. So, it's, you know, six years or 200,000 kilometers. Now, have you have you right. talked to the dealer and what have they told you other than the fact that, that it's normal? Well, well, no. They're, they're, well, they're going to do the test. So we're just in the first process of the test. So I take it back every 1,500 kilometers and they're going to measure how much oil has been used and then they're going to decide whether it sort of meets the criteria quote unquote to give me a new engine but i'm i'm sort of saying that maybe right now it won't be burning enough but and i have another year to to worry about it but you know moving forward if i'm going to keep this car for a long time um it's not going to be a pleasant thing i don't think moving forward no i don't think so you know this is an interesting thing because uh, you open up an interesting topic of conversation here and by the way folks if you have a vehicle and you want it appraised on air call me i'll do this i'll take my chances the number to call is 289-275-9600 and uh, we, we will stand behind if, if what you're telling me is true uh, we will stand behind the numbers that i give you here on air now in saying this the hyundai elantra in my opinion is one of the absolute best cars that have hit the car industry over the last 10 years especially the newer ones they're phenomenal cars so what you're going through right now is, is, is an anomaly. It's not something that happens very often. Now, saying that, every car manufacturer will have an allowance. You know, we have allowances of things. Um, you know, it's, for example, with Audi, the, uh, the, the, the warning lights on your dash is uh, factory equipment. They come, they come standard with warning lights. Uh, uh, Land Rovers. No cost option. <laughs> no cost option. Uh, Land Rovers, the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the um, what is it? Burning oil is uh, is also part of factory setting, um, and um, in in just like that, you you have car manufacturers like BMWs don't come with turning signals. Did you know that? Did you know that, Paul? Yes, yes. They don't come with turning signals. Did you know that, Nick? The BMWs don't come with turning signals. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you know, is uh, yeah, BMW drivers never put their signals on, so they did <laughs> not a factory equipment. But anyway, so. I think that your vehicle is probably worth, on a trade-in basis, anywhere between thirteen and a half and sixteen thousand dollars. Because we still need to see it. We need. To, we still need to see the condition of this thing. And you also have an extended warranty. Now, if you were to sell it privately, you are probably going to get maybe eighteen and a half, uh, eighteen, yeah, just under nineteen thousand dollars is what you should be able to get. Have you gotten this vehicle appraised anywhere? No, right? No, no. I just, like I said, I just wanted to get your opinion on it because I'm, like I said, I have no intention on doing anything, at least for another year, maybe. But let's see what that oil consumption thing is, is going. Well, it's not going to get any better. So if you, uh, if you, can't, if you can't really find uh, a solution to the problem, it's just going to, this is as good as it's going to get. And it's going to continue with, uh, with that situation. Now, unless they change the engine, it's not, gonna, it's not something that's going to go away. And that applies to every right. single car manufacturer. Vehicles should not be burning oil. Saying that, there are some allowances. You can burn half a liter or a liter. It depends on what car manufacturers are stated as normal so the fact that the dealer is saying this to you believe me it's not something that they want to tell you they want to tell you that no this is not normal so we need to replace the engine because if they replace the engine the they get paid do you see what i'm saying often uh, consumers don't understand that the relationship between the the extended warranty company and the manufacturer is not as amicable as you may think 
Because every time we say, yes, there is a problem, it means that somebody's going to pay for it, whether it's the customer or, or the extended warranty. So we are always looking for the problem. Um, some argue, some people argue that mechanics, that's the reason why they're always unhappy because they're always looking for problems. But that's, that's how they make their living, right? And, uh, and I understand it. Now, what are you going to get if you get rid of this car? Uh, I don't know. Um, I was, uh, like I said, I was hoping to keep this for a, a long time. I, you know, your advice there, extended warranty, keep it till it dies, yes. et cetera. It's paid for, et cetera, et cetera. But with this engine, now I'm going, you know, like the car is phenomenal. Like the best car. I mean, it's the features are there. It's, it's amazing fuel economy. I mean, everything about it is, is phenomenal. Yep. But now I've got this, this problem that I have to say, no, I don't know what, what I'm, what I'd be looking at. Um, you know, if I get another one, then is that going to be the same? <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, uh, no, I, I can almost guarantee you, know? you that that will not be the same. And like I said to you before, the Elantra is one of the absolute best vehicles that has mm-hmm. hit the marketplace in a very long time. This is you, You're talking Civic category. You're talking Sentra category. You're talking Corolla category. Mm-hmm. The Elantra is a phenomenal right. car, so you won't have to worry about that. But, you know, look, if you want to have any further details on this, come and see me. I provide the service for free to people to come and see me at Oakville nissan and since i have no life i'm always there so i'll appraise your vehicles for free and if we can give you a okay. check right there you can just move on but thank you so much for the phone call man i really appreciate it okay perfect thank you okay great show thank you thank you who else do we have on the line nick uh we have tim you know who wants to talk about his toyota rav4 tim with the rav4 tim what is going on and thank you for calling the slacker show what's happening tim Tim, are you there? Uh, uh, hello, Craig. Yes, how are you? Oh, I, I'm fine. We are um, a, a retired uh, um, couple. We have two cars, but believe me, we only need one. Okay. And I have a 2017 RAV4, which um, I would consider uh, getting rid of. What is uh, the other car? It's a hybrid as well. What is the other car that you have? It's... Um, a twenty uh, a twenty twenty Kia Soul. I see. And why do you want to get rid of the Toyota Rav Four instead of the Kia Soul? Just curious. Well, um, I guess because I would probably get more money for it, and uh, and it is five years old. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Um, okay. How many kilometers? If, if I had my, how many kilometers do you have yeah. in this car? Uh, Seventy one thousand. And no problems, no accidents, nothing. No, no accidents, no problems, and it's uh, it, it's ran like a top. Okay, let me see something here because this is an interesting vehicle. Um, okay, here, all right. How old are you, Tim? Are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm still yeah. here. Yeah, how old are you? Oh, I am uh, seventy-three now. Okay, so you're my mom's age. Um, if you were my dad. What would I be giving you as an advice? Because that's what I always try to do here on the show. Okay. Right. So both vehicles are phenomenal vehicles. Um, The hybrid is going to uh, save you a significant amount of money over the next 10 years or so on fuel consumption. And uh, as we know, and thanks to our favorite dictator, uh, Justin Trudeau, the uh, gas prices continue to go up and uh, that's not going to go away. So on that basis, now you you are you have something that of tremendous value here. Is is the vehicle paid off? Oh yes, it is. Paid okay, off. I, I own it, lock, stock, and barrel. Okay. Now the Kia Soul. What year is the Soul? It's a twenty twenty. How many kilometers? Uh, very low, just over uh, eleven thousand. <laughs> All right. 
So well, that's why we only need one car. Yeah. Fair enough. So this is my professional assessment. You are right. You should get rid of the Drive 4. And I'll tell you why. Because the Kia Soul is brand new. You have no kilometers in it. You're driving less and less and less and less. As you get older, your spatial abilities are going to be challenged. So you need to have something smaller, more maneuverable that's going to keep it safe. And the Toyota Rav 4 Hybrid is like a unicorn you can't find those things anywhere toyota hybrid vehicles are worth so much money it's insane so you know if i look at here on, on my screen you're going to get a minimum of 30 to thirty-three thousand dollars for that car like straight up if you everything that you're telling me is accurate somebody should be able yeah. to write you a check and if you come and see me we'll look at it it may be worth even a little bit more well, I, I, I may very well do that. So I'll come and see me. What's that? Yes. I, yes, I could, yes, I could come and see you, and I, I will definitely consider that. So come and see me. So, do what you're doing. You, you're doing the right thing. That's the vehicle to get rid of because the Kia Soul is just as good of a car. It's going to last for a long time. And whatever you're not going to spend in gas on the hybrid, you're going to save it also in the Soul because it's a little car, right? And uh, come and see mm-hmm. me. Tim, right. thank you so much for trusting my opinion. I really appreciate you calling the Carrasco Show, and hopefully we'll meet you in person. Thank you. Folks, if you want to get your vehicle appraised, uh, call me, 289-275-9600. I'm doing this for free, and I stand before the numbers. Who do we have on the line, Nick? Uh, we have Dean, who wants his uh, car appraised. Uh, what kind of car does Dean have? Uh, he, he didn't say. What? <laughs> Dean, what's going on? Thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. What's up? Slacker. <laughs> Morning, Slacker. <laughs> Morning, Slacker. You slacking. You're not telling me what car you're driving. Yeah. What year is it? Yo, it's uh, 2021. Uh, Hyundai Kona Essential. Okay. Keep it's talking. Got, uh, keep talking to turned, me about it. Just, just turned ten thousand kilometers. Okay. Uh, and I've had it. For, I, I've had it for about uh, twenty months. I got it as soon as it uh, became available. But uh, I bought a car that's too small. I'm six foot four, and I'm always whacking my head in the roof of it. Oh, that's no good, man. That's no good at all. No. Um, now, love the car though. It's a good car. Yeah, I'll say the um, now this is this is an interesting situation here. Hold on a second. My system is playing tricks with me here. You know, I want you to stay with me. I'm going to refresh the computer because, you know, we start replacing cars and the system is like, eh, you, you, you don't use me that much. So, you know, stay with me. Don't go anywhere. And I'm going to give you all your numbers. Uh, Jacob, take us to a short break here, folks. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. And right now we are appraising your vehicles on air. So if you have something that somebody gave you a number and you want to test it, you want to challenge it, you want to have a benchmark or a starting point, call me, 289 9600 you are listening to the Carrasco Show on Saga 960, the last independent radio station in Ontario, and I love it. Let's go for a short break. We'll be right back. Nigerian hair, my criteria compared to your career, this isn't fair. I'm a venereal disease, like a menstrual bleed through the pencil and leak on the sheet of the tablet in my mind. Darcy Tucker here, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. What's up, guys? This is Vito Belfer. And you are listening to one of the toughest guys on air. Greg Carrasco Show, man. Congratulations on your show. I wish you all the best. Toronto, stay safe out there. God bless you, man. This is Vito Belfer, the phenom. Ready to strike. Let's go. Yeah. You know what? I like the play. 
No diggity, no doubt. Play on, play it. Play on, play it. Yo, Trey, drop the verse. It's going down, fade to Black Street. The homies got at me, collab creations. Bump like acne, no doubt. I put it down, never slouch. As long as my credit can vouch, that dog couldn't catch me ass out. Tell me who could stop with Dre making moves, attracting honeys like a magnet. Giving up the mistakes with my mellow accent. Still moving this flavor with the homies Black Street Teddy, the original. There you go. We're going old school, people. Love it. No diggity, no doubt. Dean, I think I figured this out. So you have a 2021 Hyundai Kona Essential with 10,000 kilometers. Am I right? Uh, 21 Essential, all-wheel drive. Okay. So what are you thinking in getting? Because that's that's an important question. And, and folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Carrasco Show. We are brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And we are appraising your vehicles online. So if you... On, on air, if you have a vehicle right now that you're driving and you it's paid off and you want to cash out because the market is absolutely insane, I am giving money away on the show here. And I'm good for my money. So if I tell you a number and everything that you told me on air is true, I'm willing to write the check. You will come and see me. You don't have to do anything. I'll take your keys. You take my money and off you go. This is as simple as that. So what are you thinking about getting, Dean? Dealer told me 20K. Okay, that's what they told you. What if I told you that I can beat that number by 20%? <laughs> well, I got a couple online quotes at 25, so that doesn't surprise me. So, you know, you, I think that your vehicle, you know, if everything that you told me is true, is worth anywhere between, I would say, 20 to 23 and a half. And um, yeah. now you, you have to remember that uh, whenever you're getting numbers from people that you don't know, Dean, they're going to try to do something that you may not like. So that's one of the reasons yeah. why coming to see me at Oakville Nissan or Oakville Infinity is one of the safest car buying experiences that anybody could ever have. You know why that is? It's because I'm here. I'm on air. So whatever I do is, is subject to the scrutiny of the world, this, the scrutiny of the masses. So you're safe. Yeah. Uh, but what kind of car are well, you going to buy? Well, I, I put a deposit on a uh, Tucson plug-in hybrid, 23 model. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good luck. I might get it, I might not, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's only a small deposit, Greg. It's not a big deal. Well, you know, it's still a deposit, but I mean, here's the thing. If, 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 if I buy your vehicle and you, I'll take it from you because those are today's prices. It's not going to be today's prices. I mean, tomorrow's prices. Uh, you still need a car. That's right. <laughs> well, we only got one car. My wife and I share it. We only have one. I followed your advice. I started a couple of years ago. Yeah. I went from two cars to one. I yeah. got out of the leases and I bought the car. You're brilliant. And the only thing I didn't do was get an extended warranty because I only plan to keep this car for three to four years and it's got a five with it. Yeah. The problem is this, so, that if you, if you know, look, I think that you're doing everything right. But if you have an extended warranty, believe it or not, the vehicle will be worth more money at the end, even though you're keeping it for two to four years, it will be worth more money. Yeah. So you know, in the next, I know, car, but I thought the three thousand, I thought the three thousand dollars they wanted for the extra two years, yeah, compared to the five it already had, was not really worth it since I wasn't going to keep it. Well, but look at it this way: if you don't use the extended warranty, you get most of your money back with Hyundai. Uh, it's the same with, with Nissan. Yeah, that's true. 
So you really... But if I, didn't, I didn't put it out in the first place, right? So I'm good. That's right. But anyways, I, I do think that we can give you a better price on what the dealer gave you. So if you want to get more, uh, come and see me. Oakville Nissan will do a proper appraisal to you and will give you the value. And then, you know, you can get whatever you want. Now, the challenge that you're going to have with this, Dean, is that... I don't think that you're going to be able to get a Tucson hybrid. I think that those things are sold out until next year. Yeah, he ordered. Well, he's, I'm on the list to order a 23. So that's the deal. I'm not going to get it probably until next spring, I would think. You know, interesting. But now the value of your trade is going to change by then. But now, which dealership, yes. which dealership did you use to buy the, uh, to put the deposit for the uh, Hyundai? Uh, the one in Barrie, where I live, where I got the previous one. So you're listening to, this, to the station from Barry? Yeah. That's awesome. I, you know, I am super happy that you can actually catch Saga 960 up in Barry. There's a lot of fans well, that, I, that listen to the not, Muskokas there. Not really, though, Greg. Not really, though, Greg, because I'm listening to the online feed. It's still. It's still. It's yeah, a, well, it, I had to chase you. I had, I had to chase you down because I couldn't figure out where you went from the previous place. I had to do a bunch of Googling to find you. That's awesome. Man. I, I love you right back, Dean. I, it makes me super happy that uh, the loyal slackers are still listening to the Carrasco show. Dean, whatever you need from me, you know where to find me, brother. I, uh, I'm available to right all on, the man. slackers. Thank you so much and have an amazing long weekend. Oh, hey, hey Greg. Yeah. Uh, I followed that Cheeto thing you were talking about. I started last summer. What's this? I'm down seven, down seventy five pounds right now. Are you serious? No, uh, yeah, I'm just right. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm, I'm walking right now. Um, how much did you weigh? Just, just, I started at two eighty five, uh-huh. and I'm two ten right now. And you've gone straight keto. Just keto, yeah. Um, like I cut out all the junk, of course, right? Yeah. And I cut out no sugar, no carbs. I, yeah. I keep myself under twenty grams of carbs a day. Yeah, that's pretty strict, man. Good for you. Now, the next thing that you need to do is find yourself a jiu-jitsu school up in Barrie and start training. How old are you? I'm 55. You know, that's a perfect age to start doing jiu-jitsu. Why? Because we're, we're a non-striking martial art. You know, it, it will allow you to stay active in a, in a manly sort of way until you're into your 70s. You know, find, I'm not joking, yeah. Dean. Find yourself a jiu-jitsu school, start training. It'll change your life. I'm looking into something, Greg, because I'm getting a little like uh, I'm not really sloppy, but uh, I feel like I feel like I could have more muscle. Well, there you go. You know, find yourself, uh, you know, a good personal trainer. You know who you should talk to? My buddy, uh, Daniel Thiessen. He does personal training online. And uh, there is a bunch oh. of my friends that, you know, live in different cities that use him. And uh, that's how yeah. they, they get their workouts sent to them personally every day. And he will custom he will custom set up. Uh, there's a lot of wind coming in the back. So you know, hang up, hang up on it, please. Yeah, sorry, Dean. I had to hang up on you because yeah, there was a lot of wind coming through the uh, uh, through the speaker, and I didn't want to annoy the rest of the audience. But uh, if you reach out to uh, Daniel Thiessen at Radix Performance, R A D I X Performance in Oakville, he does personal training customizable to you. Um, a bunch of my friends use him, and he's incredible. But Dean, thank you so much for the phone call. Okay, well. If you want to get your vehicle appraised, you know exactly what to do. You call me 289-275-9600. The reason why I wanted to make this, um, keep the service available to you all is for a very simple reason. A bunch of people are coming to, uh, to see me. They're, they're calling me during the week. They're sending me emails saying that their dealers are not giving them what they feel is the right amount of money for their trade or 
if they should trade in their vehicle, considering that there are there are no cars. And that is a bigger question, folks, that I, I want to address and help you out with this. Because if you make the wrong decision right now, if you if you decide to get out of a car into another one and put yourself into a waiting list, there are several factors that you need to take into consideration. Uh, one of them is that, is there even a car? Like with Nissan, for example, uh, it, most of the vehicles that we're selling right now are incoming. We, there are no vehicles on the lots. I, I think I have like four or five cars on the lot, which is unheard of. This has never happened in the history of the car business. There, was, there are dealers that have no vehicles on the ground. So everything that is incoming has already been spoken for. So there is no sense in you putting yourself on a name on, on a list of a vehicle that hasn't been even produced yet. Why? Because you may not get it. Now, uh, I belong, our stores belong to a group. Um, it's a big group. And uh, one of our Toyota stores has close to 2,000 back orders. 2,000 vehicle sales and back order is what I understand. How are you ever going to fill those orders? Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how. Apparently, there's a big problem in China. There are some plants that are shutting down or there is an outbreak. I don't know what it is anymore. There's always a problem somewhere. Whether it's the pandemic or Ukraine or China, I, I don't know. I can't keep up with all this stuff. It's having a massive impact on the supply chain of vehicles. So, yeah, you may get an unbelievable number for your trade. But then you're going to have to pay an unbelievable number for your new car. And also, you're going to have to wait an unbelievable time for you to get it. So, it's selling that vehicle, making the right decision. You see, in my world, this is the way that my brain works, right? I would put Dean, my buddy Dean that just called, wanting to get rid of this vehicle. I would put him in touch with my buddy Tim that called earlier. Tim is trying to get rid of a Toyota RAV4 hybrid, which in my view is one of the best cars ever. And he's trying to get a Tucson hybrid. Yeah, you know, my buddy Don Romano, the president, had the cancer. I said, what are you telling them, Greg? <laughs> I'm trying to fix problems. So I would put Dean in touch with Tim and they would sell each other the vehicle. Boom, done. Problem solved. Because the RAV4 is going to last for another 15 years or so. Folks, you are listening to the most straight up car show in Canada. Now, we talk about a lot of other things, but I will always take a car call first. So if you want to get your vehicle appraised, Call me. We are live. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. No nonsense. You need to have a thick skin because you may not want to hear what I will tell you. But that's okay. Because somebody has to be good to you, not nice to you. I'm going to be good to you. And because I'm good to you, I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> I like saying that. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And until the end of June, if you are looking at financing a used vehicle uh, and you have decent credit, you have to have decent credit. You know, this if you have a pulse, we get you approved. That, that doesn't work when you're looking at getting a payment vacation. So you come and see me and we, we could give you up to six months, no payments when you finance one of our used vehicles at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. If you want your vehicle appraised, call me. 289-275-9600. Jacob, take us to a short break. We'll be right back.
Hi guys, this is Roberto Alomar, and you are listening to the one and only The Greg Carrasco Show. My dad told me Saturday mornings used to be for watching cartoons, and now we have to listen to this guy? My name's Lily, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show! You are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show that uh, is not so much about cars anymore. But uh, from time to time, we need to open up the lines for you folks to talk to us about your car problems, about your car's relationships with you. And some of you are getting your hearts broken by your car. You know, if you ever want to see something funny and true... Do yourself a favor and look it up on YouTube. It's called the IKEA lamp commercial. Have you ever seen this, Jody? You've never seen it. You, I, I advise everyone here to go to YouTube and look at the IKEA lamp commercial. And I want to, you know, Richard. I know that you're calling right now, so just hang with me. I, I need to share this this story because it's important to the to the show. So in this commercial, there is this lady in a, an apartment that has a lamp. And uh, the, the light just flickers. And uh, I guess she must just beef it up with the lamp. So she takes out the trash and puts the lamp out in the, by the curb with it. She buys herself a new lamp. But the old lamp can see inside the window of her previous owner upstairs. And as it rains, the lamp looks up through the window and see the old owner caressing the new lamp and the sad music plays in the background. And the man comes out and says, do you feel bad for this lamp despite the curb? Most of us answer the question in our mind. Of course we do. And he says, that's because you're crazy. Lamps have no feelings. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Cars have no feelings, folks. Cars don't care about you. If you look after the car, the car will look after you. End of story. But if you don't do the service, if you don't take care of it, the car will let you down. And that's all your fault. All of it is your fault. So, Richard, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. You have a 2014 Santa Fe and you have engine problems. Surprise, surprise. Richard, talk to me about it. What's going on? Can you hear me? I, I can hear you, man. What's up with the uh, Santa Fe? Okay, good. So I have a 2014. I got 175,000 on it. I absolutely, you know, I enjoyed the vehicle. Um, anyways, I heard a pop three weeks ago, and you know, it, it, the engine light started flashing. It started shaking. Um, anyways, I called the local place I was going to, and of course, they 
told me they were booking into next month. So, um, so I'm waiting for an appointment. I just, you know, I don't know what it's worth or what it might cost to fix. And I'm like most lost. Okay. So hold on a second. Uh, a couple of problems here. Do you have an extended warranty? No. Do you service at a, at your local Hyundai store? No, 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 that, no, no, right now. Are you servicing the vehicle consistently 100% of the time at your local Hyundai store? No. Okay. Um, what are you doing right with this car, Richard? That's, that's, a rhetorical, um, that's a rhetorical question. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. You're gonna, it's a trap. It's a trap. Don't answer okay. it. So look, this is what usually happens, okay? Whenever you have a vehicle and you do not service it at your local Hyundai store or whatever the brand it is that you're driving is, and you have a catastrophic failure like you seem to be having right now, uh, in, in, in plain, uh, in layman's terms, we call that SOL, you know, because you, now you're in trouble. You have no support from your local Hyundai stores because you haven't supported them throughout the life of the car. And uh, even though this is not an uncommon situation that you have with the engine, now you have a whole different process. You know, the dealership is going to look at you and they're going to say, okay, is this a good customer or is it not a good customer? And uh, if you are not servicing your vehicle 100% of the time at the store, then they're going to look, they're literally just going to prefer somebody that is there all the time. Now, on that basis, do you, did they diagnose the engine yet? No, not yet. My appointment's not until next Friday. And this is not even at a Hyundai store? It is, it is a Hyundai dealership, but I told them I can't drive it. I need help. And they said, booking into June. Okay, hold on a second. So, well, that's, you know, that's what's happening right now. But uh, so you called yeah. the Hyundai dealership and they told you that you couldn't book it in until June? Well, basically, I, I have an appointment for, well, Friday, right? This is coming Friday, so whatever that is, the 27th or 28th. Okay, so where do you live? So basically, I'm in Etobicoke. So where are you servicing the vehicle? It would be this coming Friday. No, where? Which, which Hyundai store? Oh, uh, Queensway Hyundai. Okay, so give them a chance. You know, I, and, and this is an advice for everyone that is listening to the show, folks. It's so, so unbelievably important that you develop a relationship with your dealer because whenever you have a relationship with a dealership, the dealership is far more likely to look after you. And this is, this is pretty simple human relations. So now saying that, the people at, uh, at, at Queensway Hyundai, they're pretty good people. So bring the vehicle there, let them see it. If there is something that is part of a national campaign, if it's something that's part of a recall, if it's something that the dealership can help you with, I can guarantee you that they're going to do whatever they can to help you out. Because often when you do this and you go out of your way to help somebody, then they become your customers. They're, they're loyal forever. You haven't been loyal so far, but maybe this time they'll, you'll, they'll earn your business for a long time. But um, let's talk about the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is that your engine is kaput. It's finished. It's finito. Uh, that puts you in a tough position because the vehicle is only worth something if you, if you can run. See, the whole purpose of a car is for you for it to move, right? So at that point, you're going to come and see me. You're going to bring me all the details. You're going to take 100 pictures. And uh, we are going to put your vehicle on an online auction to see how much that vehicle is worth.
because engines are not inexpensive. And since this vehicle is eight years old and you have almost 200,000 kilometers, it doesn't have a lot of street value anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. it, may, it may not even be worth to to save. It may not even be worth to to fix. For example, if the vehicle is worth $6,000 and uh, the engine is worth $8,000 to repair plus whatever else, you're going to be paying $10,000 to get this car running. And if, if the vehicle was running 100% right, it would be worth six dollars or $7,000. And it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So let's wait and see what the dealership tells you uh, when you go and visit them next, next Friday. And I want you to stay in touch with me because I'm going to help you through the process. But it's very, very important, Richard, that uh, in the future, if you're buying a vehicle, do not go to ABC Motors to get it serviced. It's a mistake. Usually people get confused by saving. Okay. I've said this before and I'm going to say it again because it's, this is another one of those Gregisms that we talk about that we should coin and trademark the sayings. Jacob is going to learn all this stuff today. You see, do not sacrifice what you want most for what you want right now. I'm going to repeat this. Do not sacrifice what you want most for what you want right now. And what you want right now is to save as much money as you, as you can because you think that, ah, I don't want to spend the money. But what you want most is to have a long-lasting relationship with a reliable automobile. Isn't that what you want most? Absolutely. Exactly. Learned a lot from going to, like you said, a local oil change place. Mm -hmm. As cars are more sophisticated, they, they can't really help you. And they don't have the tools. And, and this is something, yeah. again, that if somebody says, so servicing the vehicle at the dealership is more expensive. Well, because tools are more expensive. But you see, this is what usually happens. Many people are paying for services that they would not be paying at a dealership. Why? Because we have the database, we have the recall, we have the campaigns list. There are so many things that are given to the consumer on a regular basis that are available to the dealer alone. So, for example, if there is a, I don't know, if there is a host for which there is a campaign that is sent to the dealerships, now we're looking for these things to fix and you get them for free. When you go to the local ABC Motors, they don't, they don't care about that because why would they give it to you for free when they can charge you for it? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But anyways, look, keep me posted. I promise that I will try to guide you and hold your hand through the process here. But, you know, in the future, please stay local and loyal to your dealership because they will look after you when the time comes. And I, I'm speaking through personal experience and I deal with a lot of other dealers. You service a vehicle from when you bought it. You will be taken care of. People come and see me from Barrie, from Muskoka, from St. Catharines, from Oshawa. They come and see me and service a vehicle with me simply because I made a commitment. I will look after you. End of story. So they, they'll make the drive just to see me. So it's important. But thank you so much for the phone call, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> you see, this is how we change people's lives, Nick. You know, what do you think of this sort of advice that we give out to people? No, I think it's it's really good. And, you know, I think you're the right person to give that advice too. you know, with your many years of experience in the car industry. And, you know, you mentioned it earlier, as soon as you mentioned cars, a bunch of people call in and there's a reason for that. They trust your advice. Well, and, and this is uh, this is not something that happened overnight. You've been listening to this show for about 13 years now. That's how long we've been on air. And and believe me, we're not on air for, you know, <laughs> for any other reasons that it makes sense. 
people that listen to the show and they follow the principles of the Carrasco principles of buying cars. They, uh, look, I'm not a mechanic. I don't care about mechanics. I don't care about compression ratios. I don't care about driving axles and suspension. I don't care about aftermarket mechanical components to enhance the performance. of That's boring stuff. I leave that to the gearheads. That's not me. That's not, honestly, I don't care, man. I don't care. I just laugh at people that put spoilers that look like a handle on a shopping cart. It's crazy. Don't do it. What I care about here is more of the concept, the philosophy of buying an automobile. And on that, I won't let you make a mistake. I won't do it because there are some very basic principles. Principles that bother people. And that's okay. You should be bothered. You know, when I talk about the fact that you should not be driving a Mercedes or any luxury car for that matter, if you have a mortgage, if you have a luxury car and you have a mortgage, you are missing the point of life. Your priorities are not straight. I'm sorry. If you live at home with your parents, you should not have a Rolex. (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) What is wrong with you? That is what Jacob said to me this morning. What is wrong with this guy? We're still on that, eh? I don't forget. I thought you were going to say that's what Jacob said to me, that he has a Rolex. No. <laughs> I, I got a couple. I got a couple. Uh. Oh, look, look at this guy. Wow. And I also drive. I also do drive uh, an Aston Martin, too. So that's excellent. At 22, that's good, man. Your dad has a good job. Good for you. Um, either that or you're a drug dealer. And I, I then I can't comment. Listen, whatever. If you can... <laughs> Uh, I want to get in trouble very, very soon. But, uh, you know, look, there are some there are some basic priorities in life. If you if you're buying your 17 year old a BMW or a Mercedes, you are setting them up to have disappointment in their life aggressively. You know, if you start at the top, it's only downhill from there. You're not doing your kid a favor by buying them a Land Rover and flexing that your kid drives on a hundred thousand dollar truck. What's wrong with you? Stop it. You're not giving your kids any any reason, any 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 incentive to build character. And if you don't help your kids become stronger, tougher, you know, just have a flawless character, you, you don't do it that way. You kicked him out of your house. So go find your way. Fly on your own. I'm not going to hold you up anymore. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. We need to take a short break. The the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. On the other side of the hour, on the other side of the break, we have the hour of the grievances, and we have a a special guest, a young man that uh, just fascinates me with his, you know, philosophy of life. And hopefully, we're going to be able to get him on air. Leo, Leo is a slacker. Jacob, take us to a short break. We'll be right back. What have you done? Little sister, who's the only one? Hey, little sister, who's your superman? Hey, little sister, who's the one you want? Hey, little sister. Hey, hey, what's up, Toronto? When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here. And you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. It is time for Greg Carrasco. Kick it. Whoa, it's The Greg Carrasco. 
so show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this light go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. Give me love you long time. All my girls get down on the floor. Back to back, drop I'm Fergie Ferg, and me loves you long time. Three hours every Saturday morning, get loved by me. Except two of you. No love for you. And there is one of you that I love most. <laughs> you know who you are. And no, it's not the basement dweller. He wishes it was him. Though. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do want to send a big shout out to um, uh, Lex's girlfriend. He's my regular weekly producer. I want to send a big shout out to uh, Tifa Lockhart. You know, Lex loves you long time, and uh, I hope you guys can live happily ever after. It's important. I, I heard they're engaged. They, they are. Yeah. Oh no! I need to ask about this. I need to ask about this when I see him next time. I, I hope we're invited to the wedding. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't do weddings. <laughs> weddings and funeral—they <laughs> both make me want to laugh. I don't know why. Yes, there is a lot of things that are wrong with me, Jacob. Thank you. And uh, for those of you that uh, know the Carrasco show for many, many, many years, you all know that this is the hour of the grievances. This is when you call me. If you have a question, concerns, suggestions, beefs, issues, you call me. I am the shoulder you lean on when nobody else wants to listen to you. Having a beef with your wife? Call me. Is your husband not paying attention to you? Call me. Is your dealership not treating you right? Call me. The number to call is 289-275-9600. This show is a support group. We don't do a good job supporting each other. You know, everybody wants to see you succeed until you do, and then everybody wants to watch you burn down, and then they stand by the fire, you know, getting a tan, warming up their hands. That usually happens. Everybody wants you to succeed, but not more than they. Then it becomes dangerous, dangerous thing to do. We have a caller here saying that he's not having a good experience with dealers. I don't know his name, so no name. What's going on? Are you there on the phone? Tom. It's Tom from Brampton. Tom from Brampton. Slacker, thank you for calling the Slacker Nation. How can I make your life better this morning? 
you've had me on before and you called me Angry Tom. Oh, Angry Tom, that's true. So don't get too angry, man. You know, just we need to well, we need to calm him down. You got you got one brush, and you're telling everybody the dealers are this and that. And I have so much issue with dealers; it isn't funny. Okay, I have forty years in this business. What business? I have had work on my car. What personally. what business? And they just they're just oh awful. Yeah, but what business are you in? Automotive. Oh, so you are uh, you are an, an alternate service to the dealers yes okay yes and i'm glad i am because i'm glad i am well and you should be look there is a, there is a place for everybody i mean look nobody uh, nobody is we the way you were pushing it there it says all dealers are saints and the rest of us don't know what we're doing that's kind of how you were putting it no, no i never said that tom you know, well, if you listen, if you're gonna hold on a second, if you're gonna call my show and you're gonna paraphrase me to me, at least say what I was saying. I don't think that all dealers are safe. They're not. So what are you talking well, about? You said you said actually there were a couple of words. I, I can't remember the whole words, but something about when you go out to ABC Garage, you get what you get. That's not what I said That's either. Exactly. Were you even yeah. listening to the show? Are you sure that you're listening to my show, Tom? Yes, because that's, that's, not, that's not what I said. So let me, hold on a second, hold on a second. What I said was this. I said it's very, very important that you establish a relationship with the selling dealer because we have something that is called goodwill. Now, if you well, are... You can, get that all on the, you can get it on the internet, all the, uh, all the recalls and everything on your... I'm sure you, you, I'm sure you could. I, okay. And so, I've seen dealers miss so many things that isn't really funny. So I don't know how you're coming across with that even statement. Okay. So do you know who Upton Sinclair is? No. Okay. So he, you know, he's a, he's a philosopher. He's, he once said, you can't expect a man to understand something when his income depends on him not understanding it. So all I'm saying to you is this. It doesn't matter where you service your vehicle. You need to have a relationship with these people so they can look after you when the time comes. Traditionally... Okay, but you have one little problem now. Okay, so I, tell me what my problems are because according to Jacob, I have a lot of problems. Well, so talk to me. We have, what we have is flighty people. Uh, okay. And let's let's continue with the vast generalizations. Let's go. want something done, book an appointment, or if you can't do it right away, they're off to somebody else. Well, welcome to the car industry. That's the way that people have been all since the beginning of time. Two hours to get their car done. They want it done instantaneously. Yeah, that's usually happens. And, you know, when, when you... The question I always get when the people book me for alignment or something is how long is it going to take? Well, I don't even know what the car looks like. I don't know what you need done. I don't know anything. So I tell them it's in a half an hour up, maybe two hours, depending on your need. I don't see them. They go somewhere else and get it done right away. That's what you're after now. It's really kind of frustrating that they do that. But, you know, they can't wait. You pull up and they got a flat tire. They want it. And you can't fix it right away. They'll go somewhere else. I mean, that's um, that's capitalism for you. 
You know, somebody that is going to fix the problem for you is going to provide the need, is going to take yeah, care of the situation. But again, that's almost like that's like a rule of the law now. It, it's not one or two. It, it's like every week there's five, six, seven of these people that, you know, that just come in if you can't get what they want right away. You don't have their tires. In stock okay. So, okay. Go. So Tom, what, what are we getting at? What are, what are we talking about right now? I need to understand the direction of this phone call because you called to tell me how many things were wrong with me. And I don't, I, I don't know what, uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's also your comments of the other week about being a male and all that. that what? That was a little sideways. There's a whole bunch of comments you make that, you know, can be construed either one way or the other way. Okay, which, which comments are this, uh, uh, Tom? Can you, t- can you explain well, to me? Which one? Tell me. Tell me. A male should be a male. We should do this and that. And we should we, you know, go back to our roots and, you know, hunt and forage and all that. What are you? Are you sure that you're listening to to my show, Tom? Yeah, are you like? Are, are you sure? I was listening to you. Oh my Trust God! Me. You know, do I do I think that we should go and hunt some more? Sure, man. You see, the, you, one of the biggest problems that we have with today is that it's too easy to be alive. You know, we 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 waste so we waste so much. If you knew what it takes to hunt an animal and kill the animal, and you have to eat everything of this animal that provides for you. It's a whole different conversation. But yeah, you I know, but. So if you know this, why why are you why are you challenge me like this, Tom? You know, you know, likes his family life and gives everything to it. Then you know, what's wrong with that? Bad, I think. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with a guy that loves his family and wants to give his life to that. Yeah, it's just a point of view. That's all. <sighs> I gotta go. I got a car to do. Okay, let's let's go, bud. I'm, Thank you. I'm Thank- retiring anyway because I can't put up with this crap, crap anymore. Anyway, angry Tom, it's happening. Thank you so much for calling the show, man. I, no, I, re- I, wasn't angry. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, what's happening here? What is happening? I don't think that. Um, I don't think he's been listening to my show. I think he's listening to something you know, else. There might be a chance. Uh-huh. There might be a chance that Tom is the basement dweller's brother. Uh, no, I don't think so. Man. No. Tom, is, Tom is angry. <laughs> guys should be guys. Okay, there is something wrong with that. Guys shouldn't be guys. I don't know. What, what, you, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> the problem is that it's the people. They're flighty people. What, is, what are flighty people? Jacob, what do you think that that means? Flighty people. Are we talking about flakes? Is that what he meant to say? I have no idea what that means. You know, he said flight. Too many flighty people. What does that mean in your uh, your understanding of the vernacular this morning? I'm going to be honest with you. That's uh, something I don't know if I've ever really heard to describe a person. Uh, Flighty? Flighty. What is flighty? Can you can you look up the uh, the textbook definition of flighty on your computer? Let's see what uh, Webster Dictionary says. What does it say, Jacob? I think that you're a fast faster typer than I am. See, normally flighty. yes, flighty. Oh, fickle and irresponsible. Okay, so it's a word. I just okay. no, I, no, no. I, I know that it's a word, but yes. I, I 
fickle is a good is a good second word to describe that. Yeah. So I guess a flake. So people just flake out very quickly. Irresponsible. Nobody cares. Nobody keeps her appointment. You know, that's not. I, I don't know if I can get behind that comment from Tom. Tom is pretty angry at the world, and um, you know, I don't, I don't think. So. I think that by and large, most most people are super nice and responsible, and they care about their appointment. But you will always find the exception to the rules. You will always find those exceptions. It doesn't matter if if you're dealing with people, you're going to go to both ends of the spectrum. It, inevitably, that's what will happen. But uh, you know, Tom had a lot of grievances with me this morning. Do you have a grievance call me 289-275-9600 is the phone number uh we're still waiting for our uh, our guests uh to show up so we'll, we'll continue you know why don't we do this let's take a short break uh jacob and uh th- the show is brought to you by oakville nissan and oakville infinity we are the home of the no commission salespeople, and until the end of june we have a payment vacation for six months whenever you finance one of our used vehicles uh, you need to have these in credit folks this is just like a dating app you should ask for a credit application before you go out on a date with anyone so you know if you want to set your dates right Jacob, uh, you need to ask for a credit app before you go out on a date. It's very, very important. Nothing less than 700. In my world, I push it to 800. <laughs> if there is no 800 credit score, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry, man. It's too much of a risk. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. My name is Sean Avery. I love getting under people's skin, but not as much as this guy. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Hey, what's up, sports fans? Forrest Griffin here, and I want you to check out the Greg Carrasco Show. Check him out. Greg and the gang. Uh, yeah, enjoy. Okay. And we're going to do this again, folks. <laughs> the, uh, as uh, we were trying to, to get the show back on air, because uh, as you all know, this is one of the last uh, free uh, radio standings where, uh, you know, free thought and, and communication happens. Uh, the communists usually infiltrates. The communists send gremlins and they start messing with our wires. So we figure that, um, you know, Justin Trudeau sent some, uh, uh, you know, a stealth attack on our wires, aided by Jagmeet Singh. Singh, they didn't want us on air. So I don't know, the anti-capitalism, the, you know, the anti-money, the anti-business people. And uh, because I, I had a, you know, a, a rock star business person on air here, Leo, thank you so much for joining the show, man. I, uh, Leo is my barber. You know, I, I have, you know, I have a, you know, that said, you know, when, what do you call that when you put the, the sword on somebody's shoulder, you know, you knight them, uh, right? Yeah, knighthood. You yeah. have been knighted as yeah. my barber, Leo. You know, that's a pretty big thing, especially here in the town of Oakville. So now, Leo's on the line. Leo, are you there? <laughs> oh, is Leo gone now? No. Leo, are you there? No, no, I'm here. Okay, there you no, are. No, I'm here, man. So, you know, before yeah. we, uh, before the lines went off air, I was asking you, how is it that uh, that you got this idea of starting a barbershop, especially on, on, on Kerr Village? You've, you've lived there your entire life, right? Yeah, I grew up on Kerr Street, like when the first came in Canada. Yeah. Like the first house I lived in, which is down the street from the shop I opened. So how long have you lived in? That's uh, I this area. How long have you lived there? 
since 2005, so like 17 years. Where did you guys come from? Uh, from the Philippines. From the, from the Philippines. That is awesome. Now, now th this idea of becoming a barber, um, you know, where did it come from? Is there anyone in your family that is a barber? You know, has anybody been in this business before? It was just something that you just you did. No, I was like the first guy. So, I was the first guy in my family became a barber and then it just kind of spiraled to like my cousin and then my brother is a barber now too. So this is a family owned business because whenever I go there, you know, it's like you guys are all related. Is that, is that what it is? <clears throat> yeah, basically. So yeah, I kind of pick and choose all the guys that I hired from like two years before I opened the shop. Okay. So, Cause I already knew I was going to open the shop. So like I already just prospected all my barbers before I even opened it. So, you know, if you, if you were to, you know, take a moment to, to, to share with my audience, what is it that makes your barbershop on Curse Street different than every other place that people may go in the town of Oakville? What, what do you think it is? Because when I go there, I feel like I'm just hanging out with the boys. You know, that's, that's what I feel like. You know, sometimes I just want to go there and hang out for a couple of minutes. I, you know, I'm having a tough day or I just want to just clear my mind. I just take a drive and buy a pair of shoes because you all, you guys also sell shoes. We will get into that in just yeah. two, in two minutes. But what do you think that it makes the difference uh, for the show or for, for your, uh, for your shop? What makes, what sets you apart? Uh, I just feel like we're like a whole family and like everybody that comes in feels like they have that connection with us to like the minute they're walking, just based on how the conversation we have and just the whole atmosphere at the shop. Like you said, like, we try to make everybody feel as welcome as possible because, like, I feel like a lot of barbershops are just very, very, like, not social. Like, they're not social enough to the clients as, like, as I feel, you know? Or, like, when you walk in, they're going to come say hello or, like, they just kind of just into themselves and not say a word to, like, the client. Like you kind of just make the clients feel as welcome as possible. Well, that's, I, what, that's what satisfied it. And, and I do see it. I mean, every time I come down, we we end up talking about life and 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 the troubles and philosophy and how to embrace success and in talking about resilience when it comes to business operations and when you have an idea or you have a dream don't sit on your hands just keep on going so don't be a bucket is that what you guys call it now don't be a bucket exactly <laughs> that's what we try not to do we try not to be a bucket you know <laughs> you know i keep learning new words every time i go and see you so as an old guy now i, <laughs> I need to find ways to stay uh, relevant now you know other than cutting hair and trimming beers and doing your stuff there what else do you guys do at your shop because i know that you have a joint venture there what do you guys do uh we sell like jewelry and uh what it's called we do like shoe restorations and stuff like that so and uh what it's called we sell clothing and all those things what um what else uh what is your specialty when it comes to shoes what what else do you sell there uh, like we have a lot of Jordans, like just a bunch of Nike stuff and like Yeezys, like all the things that like, that, that, that like the high beast people like, I guess. The what? The high beast people. That's what we are. You know? High beast? Yeah. Uh, can you explain what a high beast is? I need, I need to understand the vernacular of this place because if I want to go and hang out with you guys, I need to know what you're saying. <laughs> what does that mean? A high beast is like basically like a person that just wears all like 
you know, like designers and stuff. <clears throat> well, I can tell you it's, that it's uh, very, very in time with the fashion, basically. I uh, I can tell you that um, I had never. I, I mean, I've heard of Yeezys in the past, and then I, I have always fought it because. I don't know. Kanye just gets in my nerves from the, for the most part. And uh, <laughs> for that very reason, I never tried any of his shoes. And uh, then I saw the light. I bought one pair and it's been, <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been a, dis- a disaster ever since because they are, they're quite possibly one of them. Some of the most comfortable shoes that, that I've ever had. You know, I, um, I, as, as you remember, a couple of days ago, I took one of my managers because we've been we've been picking on him for for days and uh i you know he's a really handsome kid and he like you said he looked dusty so i needed to find mm-hmm. i needed him to find his his identity and uh like his persona the way his look his visual signature as my buddy greg from blazer for men always talks about it and uh, i decided that he needed to start with a barber with a good barber and uh, i took him to you and What you guys did for him that day, Leo, was unbelievable. He hasn't stopped talking about it. He walks with a different level of confidence now when he gets to the office. Do you see that often? <laughs> yeah, I see that often, man, every day. <laughs> so I love to hear it, though, man. It's, it's, it's amazing. Look, I, I'm super happy that you came on the show, Leo. I really appreciate it that you take a few minutes of your morning. I know that you guys are super busy. Folks, you know, we were trying to get Leo on a Zoom call from the shop, but the shop was so busy that there was so much noise. That's probably what created the fact that we had a little glitch there. But uh, where can people find you, Leo? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, like Tatia Company. Yeah. That's our handle. And what it's called, you, you can find me on my personal Instagram. It's called The Faith. It's out F-A-D-E-S. And, and that's where you find us. And you have this on TikTok too. And what is the location of your barbershop slash shoe place slash clothes and jewelry place? Where? What is the address of your shop? Uh, 143 Kershree, Oakville, Ontario. Well, folks, that is my new knighted barber. So if you live in the town of Oakville and you want to get, uh, you want to look fresh, you go and see my buddy Leo. Uh, a top tier company down in Kerr Street. Leo, thank you so much for being part of the show this morning, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us. I'll, I'm, I'm sure that I'll be seeing you very soon, okay? Okay, thank you so much, bro. Have a good day, man. Thanks, brother. We'll talk soon. Folks, that was my barber. He makes me look good. You know, the beard grows out of control. I don't know what to do with it. So sometimes it grows. I need a weed whacker to get this thing under control. So I go there. I feel like a million bucks. And while you do this, you can look at some Jordans. And if you like shoes, they have all the rare stuff for you to buy. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Fox. You know, we some from time to time, we bring business people here from the community and we try to help them out. That's what we do. Let's take a short break and don't forget the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We'll be right back after the break. Thank you, Jacob. Rumors spread around. United takes his time. Right to check outside the game. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know. Mike Robitaille here, and I'm just your basic, mediocre former NHL player. And speaking of mediocre, here he is, the Greg Carrasco Show. It is time for Greg Carrasco! 
Is that the clean version? <laughs> you better be let it let it go. <laughs> oh no. If you're just tuning in, folks, <laughs> sorry. You're listening to <laughs> the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. And uh, as you all know, and uh, I, I don't, I don't want to hear any any criticisms or complaints. You see, when we do live radio, stuff happens. It happens all the time. You know, we roll with the punches. When you have Look, I'm not a, I'm not a producer. I'm not a radio or sound engineer. And in front of me, I have I don't know ten levers and uh, maybe a hundred buttons available to me. And from time to time, somebody will, whether it's here or at the studio, somebody will press the wrong button, and then stuff happens. So, the secret of life is how well you walk through the fire. That was Winston Churchill for you folks. So that's what we try to do. We embrace it. We had my barber Leo here with a full case of stage fright. He's one of the funniest guys that you that I've ever met. And every time I go see him, I just crack up for, for as long as I'm there. In uh, in the process of putting a show together, there are so many things that need to go right that we often forget the complexity of what's happening right now. You hear my voice coming out from your computer or your phone or your radio in the car. My voice is traveling through the air, somehow magically injecting itself in through your sound system and coming out through your speakers. And here I am, voila. You're listening to The Carrasco Show. Every Saturday, we try to just engage life for what it is. You know, we deal with it. And I always tell you the same thing. Anybody that claims to know what they're doing, they're lying to you because they don't. We're all trying to figure things out. And I do this as a, this is, this show is, is 100% unscripted. This is a straight out stream of consciousness. And sometimes conversations take us a certain way. The phone calls take us somewhere else and so on and so on. All we try to do here is to, remind you that you are not alone. You are simply not alone. Are you afraid of trying to figure things out? Yeah, me too. Are you afraid of your job or the government or gas prices and inflation? Me too. So here we get together. We sit down and chat. We try to figure things out. And in the process, some, some of the most amazing conversations will come up. Some of the most amazing people come up and tell me how I'm wrong all the time, especially angry Tom. Tom is upset. He's ready to retire. He gets angry easily. He who angers you owns you. Don't let people get you angry. Don't, give, don't relinquish that power. It's too much power to give away. The moment that somebody makes you upset, that's it. 
you are no longer in driving your bus. You're not longer in control of your own emotions. You're, you're, let, you're letting them win, really, it, especially if they're trying to get under your skin and they're able to, then, you know, they've won. That is true. That is true. I, I try to look at it differently. I mean, I don't, uh, you know, feelings and emotions are some of my most private things. So I save those ones for my loved ones. I don't know. Somebody yells at you. All right, whatever. Move on. I won't, certainly won't be the last one. But you know, some people are easily derailed. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? I heard this morning, I, I was listening to something, I can't remember who said it, but uh, it seems like the whole notion of success needs to be redefined on the planet. And as I get older, the more I realize that the definition of success has got nothing to do with billions, it's got nothing to do with millions, it's got nothing to do with houses and jewelry and watches and cars. It's got nothing to do with any of that. It's got to do with waking up in the morning and being in a good mood. <laughs> Just wake up, open your eyes, and boom! Are you in a good mood, yes or not? Because if you're not in a good mood when you wake up, it's all going to be downhill from there. Who do we have on the line, Nick? Talk to me. Yeah, uh, someone named Rocky who wants to talk about minimum wage. Rocky, talk to me about minimum wage. And I hope you have your arguments straight. Greg. What's happening, brother? Hello, Greg. What's happening? Um, they did a study recently here in Canada or Ontario. They said 70% of people that work for minimum wage are above the age of 25. So maybe that's their first job, and they can't get above that. And uh, there's very little opportunity for those people to work ahead of that. So maybe it's a th it's like a thing to keep them there. To keep them there, they will not ever be able to afford property, so they will always be renters. They probably will not be parents. And best of all, I think you would like this, they will never be able to afford a motor vehicle which would mean less congestions on our highways. What do you think about that? <sighs> Man, there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot, a lot to unpack. Um, let me put it to you this way. The opportunities that are granted to you in Canada are probably better than any other country on the planet. So if you think that uh, those are bad opportunities, you try living somewhere else. I don't know. I, and I, I mentioned this to you before. When, you know, I live in Oakville. Oakville is arguably the best town in Ontario. Ontario arguably is the best province in Canada. Canada is arguably the best country on the planet. So we literally live in paradise and we don't even know it. So when somebody just decides to be unhappy, they're going to be unhappy no matter what you put them in. If you find a reason to be unhappy in Oakville, you have done life wrong because you literally will not be happy anywhere else. Try moving to Santiago or Tegucigalpa or maybe Burma and, you know, we'll show you what unhappiness looks like. So, you know, I, I refuse to believe that I don't have the ability to move uh, through the classes. Class mobility is something that is so prevalent, but it all has to do with mindset, man. Uh, Rocky, I don't I don't think I can agree with you on this because I remember when I moved to Canada and I was 17 and I couldn't speak English. I was working as a sewing machine operator downtown Toronto for $5.35 an hour. And uh, 
I had a very, very defined purpose in my life. I was going to grow. I was going to succeed no matter what. You know, my, I didn't have a plan B. My plan A was to win, and there was no way somebody was going to come in my way. I burned all my bridges. I burned all the ships. So if somebody tells you that the system is holding them back, it's just a cop-out to justify their inability to make significant choices that is going to bring them success. Rocky, come on, man. You sound like a smart guy. Why do you believe this? Yeah, but listen, would you be okay with eliminating minimum wage? Absolutely. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. Because uh, that way, that way, then uh, the capitalists would be really happy and uh, we could have people work for less and less as opposed to going up. But that's not true. I, I know you need to work your way up, but, that's but not, if there's so many things Rocky, working against you. But Rocky, that yeah. is simply not true. Capitalism over the last 60 years has brought more people out of poverty than any other political system in the history of the world. So what you're saying is got no historical validity. Wow. Silence. It, it silence. also works in the opposite because because it, it's designed to keep people down. That's not true. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying the way this but system hold works. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. So if it's designed to keep people down, how can you explain that more people has been brought out of poverty by capitalism than by any other social political system. We have never had as many millionaires and billionaires as we have today in the history of the planet. How do you explain that? If it's a sign to keep you down. And, and this is a valid question. I'm not being facetious here. This is not. Yeah, well, you know what? I think, I think they, they rely on people at the lower end of the economic spectrum okay. to make them to make them more valuable. Okay. Uh, but that's, that has always been the case. You, you need to have workers. Okay. I mean, you, you need to have workers. The idea behind it is that do you have the opportunity to not be where you're at right now? And some people are very, very, very comfortable with not succeeding. And the higher you bring the minimum wage, the more comfortable you will be in staying where you're at because now you don't have the need to change. Okay, yeah, I see, I see that end of it. I see that end of it. But, uh, you know, think about it. Yeah. If they bring the minimum wage up to $30 an hour, do you think that anybody is going to want to do anything other than minimum wage? No, of course not. Exactly. So this is what's happening. And the problem is this. The companies need to run. Companies are in the business to generate some sort of a profit for somebody. Profit is not the enemy here, guys. The profit is not the enemy. And, and the more you raise the minimum wage, the less competitive you uh, you become. So then ultimately, the, the person that ends up paying for this is the consumer. Because I can tell you this, you think that you are punishing the corporation. You think that you're punishing the empresario. You think that you're punishing somebody by raising the minimum wage, making sure that people have you know an, an honest wage for a day's work and so on. But guess what? Prices go up. That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Prices, prices will always precisely. Up, so yeah. the consumer always ends up paying the price, and and this is such a simple, basic economic principle that I don't understand how it needs to be discussed this at such length. Now, 
If you keep increasing the minimum wage, eventually employers will not be able to hire the number of people to do the job. So, yeah, you may be making one or two dollars an hour more, but now you're doing the job of two people because the company can't afford it. So are you really better off? No, probably not in that way. And that's and I guess that's one of the reasons I guess companies don't want to come to Canada. I'm surprised we still have auto manufacturers. Uh, well, there's a lot of reasons why companies don't want to come to Canada, but, uh, yeah. you know. By the way, what does Nissan make in Canada? What does Nissan make in Canada? Uh, I don't yeah. think that they make anything, but. They not buy... even the metal, not even the rubber, not even the batteries. Okay, what what are you saying? <laughs> well, nothing. No, maybe, maybe that's why they're so, so, so successful. It's not worth investing here. Uh, you know, but look at it this way. You know, whether a company manufactures something in Canada or a company employs people in Canada to sell the manufactured products, you're still stimulating the economy. So, and what they bring in. Correct. Yeah, of course. So, you know, it's a, you know, that whole notion that, uh, you know, are you out of are you out of a job yet? Keep buying imports. You know, that whole notion that was put in place, you know, some years ago. And I think, man, that's a stupid person driving in that car. I'm sorry. So as if the people that sell those imports are not Canadians, <laughs> as if the dealerships that are being run are not owned by Canadians. And also Canada does not have a Canadian car manufacturer. Every single vehicle sold in Canada is an import. Every single vehicle sold in Canada is an import. Do you agree with that statement, Rocky? I believe you. No, you don't have to believe me. I it's believe a, you. It's a fact. Because yeah. so, if, if we claim that Ford and GM and Chrysler are domestic products because they are built in Canada, on that logic, then Honda and Toyota are also domestic products because they have plants here. Yes. Rocky... I love you, you back then. You know what I huh? think would be good for Canada when it comes to, uh, um, let's say, vehicles and equipment? Uh-huh. With the state of the world, I think we should ramp up our manufacturing of military equipment and vehicles. Uh, not with Justin Trudeau at the helm. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the phone call, Rocky. Think Thank that, you. That would make us a force because a lot of people would want to buy our products. I don't know about that, but thank you so much for the phone call, Rocky. I really appreciate it. Wow. We can, that was a lot to unpack there. I don't know where we got, if we got anywhere with that call, but uh, Rocky, I appreciate for you squeezing my gray matter and making me get into something that I'm really interested about. But again, we need to have active conversations. Oh, definitely. And you know, the, I think the issue, the whole issue of minimum minimum wage is an interesting one because, like you said, I think some people, they do just look at it where, oh, I, I want to make $3 more, but then they don't realize that if they make $3 more, everything else is going to cost more. Inflation is just going to keep keep on going up. And like you said, they're probably going to be end up having more responsibility for that amount of money. So in the end, is it even worth it? That's the question. Well, we need to start making better choices, people. And there is an election coming up. You, you know what to do. You know, position doesn't mean anything. Direction means everything. I'll repeat this. Position doesn't mean anything. Direction means everything. So I'll put this in perspective. Is Canada today better or worse than six years ago? If it's worse, 
the direction is terrible. If it's better, the direction is good. And I think that there is not a single person right now that is listening to the show that says that Canada is better off today than it was six years ago. Do you think that Canada is better today than it was six years ago? Mm, the know. fact that you haven't even have to think about this, it tells me that you live at home. <laughs> Probably not, but at the same time, I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to be like. I'm not going to say. I'm, I'm nostalgic for the Harper days because I don't think I am. Uh, at the same time, how old were you when Harper was in power? Uh, well, when he came into power, or I was eight. When he left, I think I was like seventeen. Okay, so you never really wear a full fledged adult out there fighting for yourself in the process. So, you know, I think that, you know, Stephen Harper was probably one of the best prime ministers that we've ever had. You know, and this is based from an an economic policy at all. I mean, I I wish that he could come back and just run the conservative government that, you know, doesn't seem to get their act together by selecting a leader that is credible. So right now there's a couple of candidates. Let's see what they do. I mean, when you when you lose to Justin Trudeau, you're doing something seriously wrong, man. He is he is quite possibly the most incompetent human that has ever, ever held that office. I do wonder, though, why do you think Harper lost by so much when he when he went for his you know fourth term in, in 2015? Because Trudeau won a massive majority in 2015. I understand that. And we we have to continue this conversation yeah. on the next show. Folks, thank you so much for indulging the Carrasco show. You guys are all awesome. I love you all. One in particular. And there are two of you that I don't. If you want to come and see me and get your car appraised, come and see me at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And you all know why. There's something happening there at OakvilleNissan.com. It's been an honor serving with you all. Autobots, roll out!